Welcome to What the Wealth, a financial planning and investment podcast for professionals and families to help you navigate life's financial transitions. Jonathan's mission is to facilitate the ability for you to plan for and create the life you love, free from anxiety about money. And now, here's your host, certified financial planner, Jonathan Bedner. Welcome to the 81st episode of What the Wealth. I'm your host, Jonathan Bedner, certified financial planner, co-owner of Paradigm Wealth Partners in Knoxville, Tennessee. Today, I want to talk about assets and transferring assets to beneficiaries. Last week, we met with a client in the office um, who has aging parents. Their parents are uh, 89 and 85 and have done really, really well for themselves uh, as it comes you know, relates to building assets and accumulating wealth. Um, and now they're at the point where they want to start passing that wealth on to their kids. And I think that is admirable. Many people in the, in the 75 to 100 year age range live very, very frugally. They have lived very, very frugally. A lot of that relates to either being alive in the Great Depression from you know the 1929, 1930s, and or being the children of parents that live uh, through that. And so because of that background have just been uh, really, really focused on how they spend money, living a very frugal life. Actually being frugal is almost a game. How much money can you not spend? Which is a lot different from People today, people today get really, really focused on this work-life balance and and you know living for today. And uh, I think there's a lot of risk in that. I think people are going to find themselves as they get into retirement or really, really close to retirement, the retirement red zone, not prepared, not having saved enough money. But today, I want to talk specifically about passing the wealth on, passing your assets on to. Uh, some beneficiaries. And we see this commonly. I think this is a huge mistake for um, for parents as they've accumulated assets. And this is exactly why uh, these, these clients came to us last week. We were doing some retirement planning for them, but they also had some questions about their aging parents and the way that their parents really wanted to start gifting that um, those assets to them. So, in this case, the client had two siblings and their mom and dad have accumulated six rental properties. Now, again, their mom and dad are 89 and 85. Dad is 89, mom is 85. And so what has happened is there's six rental properties, there's three siblings or they have three children. And so what they wanna do is they wanna gift two properties, two rental properties to each one of these children. Now. The first risk that has kind of come up is rent. Rent has not been increased in five plus years. And so the renters that are renting there have really, really sweetheart deals. And it's been you know, really difficult to kind of raise the rent. The, the dad who again is 89 doesn't feel confident uh, in raising rents. He doesn't want to scare away good renters and have to you know, turn that property over. And so, Number one, money's been left on the table. But more importantly, um, the parents want to pass these on, like I've said, to the kids now. 
So here's the red flag. We looked up what these properties were purchased for. Um, and the two properties that this client would get were purchased in the 1980s for around $40,000 a piece, uh, which is amazing. These properties today are probably worth somewhere around three to $400,000. So they're up, um, you know, close to 10X what these houses were um, 40 years ago. They've been rented for, you know, essentially 40 years. So they've paid for themselves numerous times over. But we see this, uh, what I'm about to say, we see this often is the parents want to start kind of finalizing their end of life plans. And they're tired of dealing with rentals. They, they want this to be offloaded. And so what they want to do is go ahead and gift those properties now. And what I'm kind of pounding the table on the other side is, and, and saying, no, don't do it, don't do it, is because if that is gifted to them now, the current basis or the cost basis carries over to, to the, the new owners. Uh, and what do I mean by cost basis? Cost basis is the amount that the parents paid for the house. So let's just say house one, uh, was paid for cost forty thousand dollars to buy the house, and now it's worth four hundred thousand dollars. So, if that money or that that asset was gifted to the child, they're not even a child anymore; they are grown and uh, in retirement themselves. But if that is gifted to to their, their to their child, then the cost basis carries over, and their cost basis is forty thousand dollars now. Should they ever choose to sell it, um, they would pay capital gains on that. And, and that's where this red flag jumps up. If they, uh, if they sell this at $400,000 and they have a $40,000 basis, let's just assume a 20% capital gains rate, that would be a $360,000 profit at 20%. We're talking about $72,000 that are going to go to the IRS to fund taxes. That's in Tennessee. If you live in a state that's got capital gains at the state level, you're also going to see some capital gains tax at the state level. So you see a huge kind of windfall of money to the client, but a lot of that, if they end up selling it, goes to the IRS. What I've kind of tried to condition and tell the clients now, at your parents' age, What's best is for you to take over management of the rentals. You can either take the income if your parents will let you or turn around and give the income back to your parents. But what you want to try to do is at their age, preserve the basis in their name so that when they pass away, you get the inherited amount and you get a step up in tax basis. So let's go back to the $40,000 cost basis that your parents had and the $400,000 value. If, if your parents pass away and then you inherit the rental property, your, your, your basis jumps from the $40,000 to the $400,000 and you could sell the property immediately with no taxes. So that is really what I'm trying to caution these particular people about is if we can get your parents to understand by waiting just a few more years, I don't know how long they're gonna live, 
But by waiting, what we do is we give your kids $72,000 more in their pocket that doesn't have to go to the IRS. And that $72,000 that they can use on their own um, financial goals, their dreams, and in this case, to buy a beach house. So what we could do is inherit these two rental properties, sell them, pay no taxes or very, very, very little, depending on when you inherit it, when you actually sold it. But when you inherit, you get a stepped up in cost basis. And so that allows us to sell these, pay no taxes, and then take that money and do whatever you want for it. Now, there are some other tax planning strategies we could use in order to try to negate some of the taxes that these clients would incur. I'm not going to go to them in this strategy and this in this podcast. Um, I may pick it up on a follow-up podcast just because it's going to get rather long. But what I again what I'm encouraging is don't let your parents start giving assets to you now. Wait, try to encourage them to wait so that you get a stepped up in basis and don't pay any taxes. What I've encouraged these people is offer to take over management so the dad's not having to do that at 89 years old. Go personally, go get rent checks, which is what he's doing. And take this time and use this time. Become the property manager. Go get the rental checks for him and preserve the cost basis so that you get that step up in basis and don't pay taxes. Now, there the other thing we see, and, and it's very similar, just not involving real estate, we see clients do this and they'll put their kids' names on checking and savings accounts so that the kids have access to money to pay bills, and pay expenses, should the client start to have diminished capacity, not really quick thinking, trying to protect themselves from scams. But what they end up doing is that becomes a gift right then and can cause, well, number one, you can still lose the step up in basis by doing that. People do this on their investment accounts as well. And it's also considered a gift then. And then when they pass away, it's now considered that person's money, even though the will may say to distribute it to other people. And so what seems like a simple solution really kind of tangles the web and makes it more confusing. So what we really recommend is you get your estate planning in order and you have an attorney draft up your will, your power of attorney, your healthcare directives, and, and those documents will outline who gets what assets, who makes the financial decisions, who makes the healthcare decisions. And with those kind of power of attorneys, the investment advisor, the investment company, the bank can then take those instructions and they can write checks, they can make trades, they, they have the authority to make decisions uh, at that time without being added to the account, which is the big mistake when it comes to estate planning, when people try to shortcut and, and, and give their kids access to help with expenses. So what we're recommending is Go through the attorney process, have power of attorneys drafted, it's not that expensive, and do it the right way so that we keep the assets titled the way they should, we protect the integrity of the step up in basis so that when you pass away or when the parents pass away, you can inherit the money 
was a stepped up in basis, pay no taxes, and the money can be distributed to the beneficiaries as needed. So we bump into this quite a bit um, with clients that are in retirement. They want to give money to their kids. That's probably one of the biggest objectives we see is we want to live comfortably in retirement and we want to be able to pass down our legacy to our children. Those are probably objective one and, and one A and one B as we serve our clients across Tennessee and across the country. And so I think those are both admirable things. I just think there's a proper way to do that. And so I wanted to kind of bring this up to you today in this podcast so that you are thinking about maybe the proper way if you're going to inherit assets. Uh, a lot of times people don't like to talk to their parents about this because they just want to, uh, they don't want to be nosy. They don't want to, to, to make the parents feel pressured around giving assets. So they just kind of avoid it. Um, but I would encourage you, if your parents start to kind of bring these up or whoever you're you know, potentially inheriting money from, have the conversation so that it's done correctly and that it doesn't cause you big tax problems down the road. It doesn't cause you headaches with inheriting money and then having to distribute um, to potentially other heirs. So that's what I want to talk about this in, in this podcast episode. Thank you for listening. If you haven't already liked and subscribed to the podcast, please do so. Follow us on YouTube at Paradigm Wealth Partners or at What the Wealth. Thanks for listening. Be confident in your time. Thank you for joining us on What the Wealth. For more information, get in touch with Jonathan at whatthewealth.com. Remember to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any information that can help you create the life you love. of this podcast is educational and general in nature and does not take into consideration the listener's personal circumstances. Therefore, it is not intended to be a substitute for specific individualized financial, legal, or tax advice. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a final decision. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Paradigm Wealth Partners, a registered investment advisor and separate entity from LPL Financial.